You're listening to Holistic Business Matters with Helen Harding, the show for complementary practitioners, therapists and coaches wanting to run their business in their way. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Holistic Business Matters. I'm Helen Harding and this week I've got an interview for you and it's a real treat. It's a great friend of mine, Jeff Nicholson, and he's going to be sharing what helped him to create a successful business, but one that's done on his terms and in his way. And Jeff was really kindly, he was a case study in my book, Your Holistic Business Recipe, which is being published in the next couple of weeks if you're listening to this when it goes out at the beginning of September 2020. So let's get on with the show. Today I've got a real treat for you on the podcast. I'm welcoming a great friend of mine, Jeff Nicholson, who is also a performance and mindset specialist. And we've known each other for way too many years, uh, probably about 15 years since we trained together. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you very much, Helen. Glad to be here. Oh, it's brilliant to have you on. Now, also, Jeff was very generous in being a case study in my book. So I thought I'd bring him onto the show so that he can share his story about how he got started and what inspires him to create a business on his terms. So do you want to start off by just giving us a quick introduction to who you are and what you do? Yeah, so um, as Helen said, my name is Jeff Nicholson. I'm a coach and mentor um, working in the area of performance and mindset. Um, what I work primarily with is entrepreneurs and holisticpreneurs, uh, working with them, helping them to look at their business and really sort of get the maximum out of it. So not only look at it from their business strategy and their um, processes and planning and all of those cool things, but also making sure that they get a get joy in life as well as the fact that they're concentrating on building a successful business as well. And that's, that's such a meaningful thing, isn't it? It's for, yeah. for us to have businesses, but also to enjoy them. Yeah, absolutely. Too many people are letting their business run them. And I think that's where the, the big trap comes because owning your own business is, you know, let's, let's, it's, not, it's not a non-stressful thing. But actually what's really important is, is making sure that the reason why you started your business is also the reason why you continue doing your business as well. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So what inspired you to, to become a practitioner? Um, well, the, originally it, wasn't, it was never on the cards. I started off going to work for the family business. My grandfather was a sweet maker. It was, that's what we were supposed to be doing. You know, that's what it was from a young kid. But being a 13-year-old seeing a sweet factory and thinking, oh, that's what I'm going to take over, to being an adult and realizing actually there's business involved, um, got me to change and actually to the point where my granddad let me go my granddad says you know Brilliant. um yeah it's it's time for you to go we, we you need a life lesson so he gave me one big time um and then I kind of like just bounced from family member to family member because I had no real idea what I wanted to do um I struggled at school with dyslexia um was bullied a lot had very very poor self-confidence and and self-esteem and stuff um and then I started to work, I met my wife, um, I started to work at about 18 at her family's business, being a printer, and I worked my way up through that. Um, and then in 2000, I was ill with viral meningitis, I was rushed to hospital, um, kind of like thought everything was okay with that. Six months later, I was back to normal. 
almost a year to the day of the initial thing, I ended up getting it again. And I got uh, something called chronic fatigue syndrome, which is how we met. So that left yeah. me um, sleeping for almost 20 hours a day for 12 months, then housebound and bedbound um, for another four years and going through low self-esteem, guilt, you know, depression, all of those wonderful things that you get when you go through something like that. Um, and in January 2000, and um, yeah, it was about 2006, um, I left the house, told my wife and kids I loved them, and left the house to commit suicide. Um, went, knew where I was going to do it, knew the, where the road I could get to 70 miles an hour, was heading down, seatbelt off. Um, and in that moment, I heard my eldest son's voice, um, who wasn't in the car, um, say, not now, daddy. Um, and I just kept hearing that and I pulled to the side of the road, screamed, cried, uh, felt angry, all sorts of wonderful things. But I began, there, there was a, almost like a flick of a switch that just went, okay, your mission now is to what moves people from desperation to inspiration yeah. and not just how can I get my life back on track? It's how do I make my life what I call now exceptional? You know, yeah. what, what can take it to the next level? And then so did all the stuff. Obviously, we, we, we met through that sort of avenue yeah. um, and became fascinated with that human potential development and success coaching and, you know, all of that sort of mind stuff. And that's been the mission ever since. Started yeah. practicing in 2007, November 2007. So on the day I opened my door. Wow. And we started practicing together. And I just want to say, you know, Jeff is like one of the healthiest people I know. He's full <laughs> of beans, full of confidence. So, you know, he, he, he's done amazing, amazing stuff. I, I, thank you. It's, been, it's not been easy. I'm not going to pretend no. it's been easy. But okay. um, I certainly believe that what we do is what, how we preach. So what we, what we preach is what we teach. What we teach is what we preach. Yeah. So that's our thing. It's one of those things. But yeah. <laughs> the talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's probably a better way. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you you've basically you've created a business, um, like you say, helping entrepreneurs and holisticpreneurs, you know, create amazing businesses that they love and that they enjoy and they get everything from. So where do you see your business going now? What what's your vision for your business? So my my ultimate mission um should i say is i want to my mission is to inspire two million people so i want to inspire and help two million people that's what it is and it's a hell of a big goal i'm not going to even pretend yeah. it's not um and what i want to do is is i want to help them live the exceptional life and whatever that means because exceptional is a bit like success it means something different to each and every one of us i think that the challenge is, is that people don't stop for a second and identify what it is personally to them. Yeah. We're living by someone else's, you know, driven story or whether it's parents, family, whatever it is. Um, but I actually think, it, you know, when you're doing something you love, and that doesn't necessarily mean a career, but when you're doing something you love and you're working in passion, then, you know, life's more enjoyable. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And. I mean, wow, what a goal as well, 2 million people. You know, if you can get 2 million people living an exceptional life, yeah. that's just such a great legacy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it, it stemmed from when I was working in, in Norway and stuff. Um, it stemmed from the fact that I always believed that the work we were doing was a bit like planting a seed. 
Yeah. Because when you can when you can help one person, whether it's testimonials from someone who came to you as a child and is now a doctor and who they are helping and everything else. The fact is, is that when you can learn a life lesson, so my story is now I can teach my kids and the people I meet to live with more authenticity and, and more joy. Yeah. Then all of a sudden is, is it's the, it's the planting, it's the spreading that you yeah. can do. So I want to impact directly 2 million people, but the fact is, is who can they then influence oh. on their kids? Because, you know, if we, the, I'm a better parent and a better friend and everything else because of what I went through, but because I'm willing to be vulnerable and teach that yeah. stuff as well. And actually it's, it's, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Is when you're being authentic, you're being vulnerable. Totally. And once you open up to that, just everything changes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because people can see the lie. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I'm sure we know people that they'll, they'll say something and you think, and that's not completely congruent with what you're portraying. Yeah. And I think is, is we, we can see that a mile off, you know, whether it's a sleazy carbon salesman strike tactic or whatever it is, that cliche kind of like thing. But ultimately, it's less hard work when you're true to you. Oh, absolutely. And I've done it. I mean, I can remember as a practitioner, I didn't have a story like yours. And so I told people what I thought they wanted to hear, which mm. was, you know, I had this idea that I wanted to go and change and make a difference in the world, which was true, but yeah. it didn't share anything of me. Mm. And actually, yeah. it's when I started sharing my story and how one of the reasons I became a practitioner was because of being a perfectionist and mm. low self-esteem and all of that stuff. Suddenly people were like, oh, I get that. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it changed everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Everyone has a story. Oh, yeah. It might not, it might not be I climb Kilimanjaro in, in shorts and flip-flops or something, but what it is is everyone has a story, and that's what they've got to go with. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the book, uh, when it comes out, is all about how you can create a business based on you, Mm -hmm. and your strengths and actually making a business that's right for you so one of the things in Jeff's case study is I asked him to point out the most important things that have helped him grow his business on his terms uh, so would you mind sharing a couple of those so you know maybe what the the biggest lessons you've learned through having a business have been for you yeah, so I mean, we've, we've talked about courage um, and being vulnerable and allowing you to share your own story because I think that allows you to relate. I mean, that was certainly a one. The, the biggest one for me was the willing to ha willingness to have fun and, right. and, and learn. Um, as mentioned before, I'm dyslexic. I hate reading. Um, you know, and when we did the training, there was a lot of reading and my brain just turns to water when all of a sudden someone tells me to start reading. Um, but I grew up hating learning. You know, yeah. in fact, when I got when I started work and left school, I swore that I would never learn another thing again, um, which is ironic because what I do now. Um, but what I started to understand is, is that actually what what I've got to do is I've got to go down to almost like a child like mind, because I mean, you know me, you, I, I like a laugh. Um, <laughs> I take I take things relatively, you know, it's serious when they need to. But I try to make things lighthearted and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's really important is, you know, I'm learning something new every day. I'm learning from clients. I'm learning from conversations with associates. I'm learning from just general talk. And for me, it's about learning and using that learning in a fun way. Um, however I do it, I might, 
you know, from a creative point of view, I might, um, rather than write boring hand notes, I'll use my iPad and I'll draw pictures and create things to help me learn that way. So everything I take from a point of fun, yes, there's times to be serious, but if you can crank up your energy to the fun space, all of a sudden there's this, you know, doing something like podcasting or um, creating videos or blogging, I won't use blogging because of my dyslexia, but that's why I do podcasting. Um, but for, for the listeners, if they're doing something that they can add fun to, all of a sudden is it doesn't become the same obstacles. Yeah, it's not like work then, is it? It's no. something, and you're more likely to be consistent with it, especially if it's marketing yourself. Totally, totally. And, you know, when you're, we get wrapped, we get wrapped around in our own image or, um, you know, competition or something like that. But if you're you and you're having fun, that is magnetic. It will attract people to, you know, I don't, I don't, um, there's probably, you know, I'm probably like Marmite. There's people that won't like the way I do things and there's people that will love what I do and that's perfectly fine, but I'm comfortable with it and I can't worry about what the people who don't like me do. So that's just the way it is, you know, but I think that's a, that's a real uh, big one. And then the, the other really important one um, is making sure that I've built a really, really good support team yeah. around me um, because I think that's, that's critical. And, you know, we have what I call we need our cheerleaders. So our cheerleaders are those people. We'll have friends and family that will go, oh, yeah, go, Helen, you know, do what you do. Um, That's because they but, have to. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So then that comes down to the, the interesting thing because sometimes friends aren't the right people to have as your cheerleader, either because they'll tell you what they want, think you want to hear. Like, yes, you yeah. can do that. Or, or they really want you to fail because they're going to be jealous. Yeah. You know, now to me, technically that's not a true friend, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what you want to do is you want to make sure that in your support structure, they are your inner circle. They're your cheerleaders. They're the ones that are going to hold you accountable. If you want to hit 2 million people and impact them, okay, uh, who can we get involved in that to reach that? You know, the, now it involves many different groups, associates, people you've trained with, friends, family, whatever it is that are in that circle, but it's also your coach. Yeah. It's also um, mastermind groups. It's business networks. It's, it's those sort of things that are virtual teams, whatever it is, mm. but making sure that you have a great support network and it doesn't have to cost the earth. No. No. You know, so you can have a virtual team that do ad hoc work, but you just deliberately send them that way. So you know that you get, you know, Joe over in, um, I think one of my guys is in Belgium. He does, um, he's not called Joe. I just can't remember his name <laughs> off the top of my hand. I don't send that much work to him. But him over there, um, he will do my social media. Yeah. It, I, I, he's on Fiverr. So it's not a huge thing. It's £22 for some great work. And it's like, okay, bro, he'll do that. Um, so I think that making sure, because I think we can't do it all on our own. No. I think when we start our businesses, you know, we think, yeah, well, I'm going to help clients. And it's like, yes, brilliant. But then marketing, accounting, social media, you know, sales, all of that stuff. And we've got to think at the get-go that, okay, how could I introduce a support structure mm -hmm. that allows me to make more impact doing what I'm great at and minimize the stuff that I'm not so good at. Yeah. Yeah. And I no, think for totally. me, they're the, they're the three massive ones. Um, 
And I'm a firm believer that if you are a coach and you don't have a coach, you mustn't believe in the process. Uh-huh. So, you know, the, and I, my coach is over in the States um, and I've got two mastermind groups and I've got a huge peer group um, because that's part of my growth. Yeah. You know, and doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Because I need to be pushed because sometimes you can't see through your own BS. You have absolutely. to need somebody to tell you when, yeah. when you're getting in your own way. Absolutely. And it makes no difference the skills you have. It's no. you. So therefore, and our partners aren't the great, greatest of motivators, you no. know, um, no. all, all be it and love them. Um, but they aren't the best people to do that. And one of the challenges is, is as a business owner, quite often we don't want to get our partner involved because they'll worry. Yeah. And worry creates a bad negative that then stops us from moving in the direction we need to go. So it's it's making sure we've got a safe environment. Yeah, no. And I think the, the support network, I mean, it's one of the first things I, I coach people on is making sure they've got a support network in place yeah. because having a business is your biggest personal development exercise ever. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, just without, I've got a business buddy that I meet up with every week. I've got a mastermind. I've got a coach. But without those people keeping me sane and mm. keeping me accountable and feeding back when I'm not quite on track with what I want to do, that's just just so beneficial. You yeah. know, uh, it just makes a yeah. huge, huge difference. And I don't, and I think is as well as, is when you've got someone and you go to a very, very safe environment that holds you accountable and you go, I'm really scared of doing X. So let's say a big one that I hear quite often with my holistic preneur clients is, is, is videos. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to do a video cause I can't stand up and, and do one. And it's like, well, okay, well let's just be held accountable to do one video yeah. and just send it to the peer group and let them feedback. Don't, you don't have to send it to YouTube, mm. but, just uh, get started and do it and if i come up with something and you know i can create some very creative excuses um my my mastermind group will go that's bs jeff yeah so why why are you creating that story you've said that you're going to do x you haven't why um and my coach will be the same you know i want my coach to not berate me but i want my coach to be on my back and going i'm calling it yeah and also your your pride wants you to do well when you've, totally. when you've made that commitment, your pride and your ego wants you to do well. Absolutely. And, and in some ways, I just find that whole making a commitment thing just yeah. motivates me beyond, beyond anything else. Absolutely. So is there anything in hindsight that you would do differently if you were to start your business again today? I would have, yeah. I, the big one is, is I would have, I would wish I'd started things earlier. Oh, then yeah. you know like the 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 list i because i journal you know i've got notebooks and notebooks and notebooks mm-hmm. of journals and um i'll like sit there and went you know i had that idea in 2007 <laughs> but i didn't stop start it until 2012 yeah or something and there's so many there's so many things I wish I'd done. And if I'd started it when i came up with it i would have been a lead you know i would have been the leader in that concept yeah well, well, well before it started to get trendy. Um, and it's, and it's, so there's possibly many things, um, you know, the, the podcast I would have probably started two years before. Yeah. Um, although the podcast that I've got now, that was, that's the third iteration of, the, of, of uh, an idea. Yeah. But the, um, 
but it's that thing and my my inner critic is just a great way of going don't be don't be stupid jeff that's a silly idea <laughs> which is why i have the support network just to go let's pull it out but I, I, I hear it so many so many times as we hold off and hold off either because we're waiting for it to be perfect yeah um we don't fall into that let's fun and have learn so creating a website or or building an online program or um you know learning to speak on stage mm. That all becomes these crazy, huge, monstrous things. But if we allow ourselves just to have a bit of fun in it in a safe environment, those things will nail themselves pretty quickly. Yeah. And also, if you just do it half the time, it's nowhere yeah. near as bad as you think Rip it's Rip the bandage off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because I know... Um, like, I'm, one of the things I did was I deliberately challenged myself to uh, speak, at, speak at business shows and stuff quite okay. early on. And um, it was terrifying because I'm dyslexic. So I, I used to believe that I was kind of like stupid and people are going to sit there and go, who's he to stand there and do the stage? And, you know, I've got a face for radio and all of that stuff that comes up. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to have some fun. And if I'm yeah. me, then people either enjoy it or and no one left. No one walked out. So, you know, so and then must it's been doing better. something right. Yeah, exactly. And, but then it goes down to having fun with your brand and all sorts of stuff you can you can do. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, thanks so much for for sharing today, Jeff. It's been brilliant to have you on the show. And he hasn't got a face for radio either. He has got a good <laughs> face for video. Um, so why don't you tell people where they can come out and find out more about you and anything you want to share on on the the podcast? Okay, so the, the easiest place to go to is go to justcalljeff.com. Um, it's G E O F F. It's the English way of speaking. Um, so if you just come to Jeff.com, just call Jeff.com, um, and literally all the information will be on there. The podcast link, the social media links, um, there's a special offer for people if they want to do some coaching, um, all of that is there and it makes life so much easier. Oh, fantastic. And I'll put links to all of that in the show notes too. Brilliant. It's been brilliant having you. Thanks ever so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks very much. And, um, have fun. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeff and just to let you know my book Your Holistic Business Recipe is currently available for pre-order so if you're listening when this show goes live at the beginning of September 2020 pop along to the website I will put links in the show notes and you can pick up a copy of my book there and just to let you know it's a handbook and it's created for therapists, coaches holistic health practitioners who want to build a business but in their way and work into their strengths and their resources. So it doesn't matter if you're new or if you're struggling and you're finding marketing and running a business overwhelming. It's about simplifying that process and supporting you to make the right choices for yourself. So you can get your hands on a copy from the website and there's a special offer. The publisher is offering a 20% discount on the book for pre-orders and you're also going to get some extra bonus PDFs and be entered into a prize draw. So well worth getting yourself a copy and pre-ordering it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and for a full blog post and show notes and links visit helenharding.co.uk forward slash podcast 29 and if you did enjoy it 
please subscribe and I'd really appreciate it if you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a review because it's going to help this show to get discovered. So until next time, take care and I'll speak with you soon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, come and join me in our Facebook group, Holistic Business Matters, and join our community of like-minded practitioners, coaches, and therapists, and be inspired and supported to create your business in your way.